Bless the Lord, O my soul. July 24th. May his name be blessed. The name of the Lord be exalted. We thank you, Lord. Today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The book of Job says, in 28.28 says, Where is wisdom? Who sees the path of understanding? Paraphrases my view. The whole chapter, chapter 28, talks about seeking where wisdom lives. And in 28.28, in a nutshell, it says, Respect of me, saith the Lord, is wisdom, and avoidance of evil is understanding. Amen. So that is so cool that if we love and sing songs and respect God with three our fathers in the morning, on your knees, Fernando, praising his holy name, and hitting heaven, hitting a home run, then you're, uh, you're way ahead. And then avoiding avoiding evil, you know, that means uh, any kind of evil form. That is understanding. That is understanding. There you go. God has made it easy. So today we're going to do today's reading for July 24th out of Las Vegas, early in the morning, 6.20 a.m. <clears throat> May God's name be glorified today. Amen. Amen. Excuse me, July 25th. It's been reported to me by a prudent, prudent wife that today is the 25th <laughs> and we already read it so we'll go ahead and start Anna would you please start the reading uh, yes let's just do you already pray babe let's pray, yeah, again. pray again Father God we thank you for this time we have Lord Father just to be, get nourishment from the word Lord feed off the word your word is precious Lord it's, uh, more precious than silver and gold Lord uh, more importantly, Father, we ask you for wisdom and understanding through the word today, Lord. Let us get understanding, Father. You say when we get understanding and wisdom, Lord, that leads us to a long, successful, satisfied life, Lord. And, Father, we thank you for, for our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son that you sent for us, Lord, that we would be redeemed, Lord. And we have this opportunity today, Lord, to, to just uh, learn more about who he is, Father. Ask you to open up our eyes wide as we read Jesus and the scriptures and, and just just enjoy your word today, Lord, as a husband and wife, Father God. And we bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. July twenty fifth, Second Chronicles. Okay. Second Chronicles fourteen one to sixteen fourteen. When Abijah died, he was buried in the city of David. Then his son Asa became the next king. There was peace in the land for ten years. Asa did what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and pagan shrines. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. He commanded the people of Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his law and his commandments. His commands. Asa also removed the pagan shrines as well as the incense altars from every one of Judah's towns. So Asa's kingdom enjoyed a period of peace. During those peaceful years, he was able to build up the fortified towns throughout Judah. No one tried to make war against him at this time, for the Lord was giving him rest from his enemies. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Asa told the people of Judah, Let us build towns and fortify them with walls towers, gates, and bars. The land is still ours because we sought the Lord our God. Hallelujah! 
God, and He has given us peace on every side. So they went ahead with these projects and brought them to completion. King Asa had an army of 300,000 warriors from the tribe of Judah, armed with large shields and spears. He also had an army of 280,000 warriors from the tribe of Benjamin, armed with small shields and bows. Both armies were composed of well-trained fighting men. Once an Ethiopian, Ethiopian named Zerah attacked Judah with an army of one million men and 300 chariots. They advanced to the town of Marash, Marasha. So Asa deployed his armies for battle in the valley of North Maresha. Then Asa cried out to his God, O Lord, the Lord is God. as Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Amen. See, no one but you, Lord. There's in the scripture again. O Lord. O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against yes, the, the mighty. mighty. Help, Help us, O Lord, Lord our God, for we trust in you alone. Amen. It, it is in your name that we have come, come against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God. Do not our let God. mere men and prevail against you. Amen. So the Lord defeated the Ethiopians wow. in the presence of Asa and the army of Judah. Hallelujah. And the enemy fled. Woo-hoo. Yes, Lord. Asa and his army pursued them as far as Gerar, and so many Ethiopians um, fell that fell that they were uh, felt that they were unable to rally. They were destroyed by the Lord and his army, and the army of Judah carried off a vast amount of plunder. Amen. Whoa! While they were all at Gerar, they attacked all the towns in that area, and the terror from the Lord came upon the people there. As a result, a vast amount of plunder was taken from these towns, too. Amen. Wow. Not only is it... Praise you, Lord. They also attacked the camp, camps of herdsmen and captured many sheep, goats, and camels before finally returning to Jerusalem. Then the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Oded, and he went out to the king Asa, and he was returning from this, the battle. Listen to me, Asa, he shouted. Listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. Amen. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For a long time, Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach them and without the law to instruct them. But whatever they, whatever they, were, in whatever they were in trouble... And turned to the Lord, God of Israel, and sought him out, they found him. During those dark times, it was not safe to travel. Problems troubled the people of every land. Nations fought against nation and city against city, for God was troubling them with every kind of problem. Wow, Lord. But as for you, be strong and courageous, for your work will be rewarded. Amen. Woohoo, Lord. Uh, as for us, we'll be strong and courageous for our work will be rewarded. That's good for us, Lord. We take that. When Asa heard this message from Azariah, the prophet, he took courage and removed all the detestable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin and the towns he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. 
Annie repaired the altar of the Lord, which stood in front of the interim of the Lord's temple. Phineas had called together all the people of Judah and Benjamin, along with the people of Ephraim, Manash and Simon, who had settled among them. For many from Israel had moved to Judah during Asa's reign, when they saw that the Lord had was, the Lord his God was with them. The people gathered at Jerusalem in late spring during the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. On that day they sacrificed to the Lord seven hundred cattle and seven thousand sheep and goats from the plunder they had taken in the battle. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, seek the Lord the God and their ancestors with all their heart and soul. They agreed that anyone who refused to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, would be put to death. Whether young or old, man or woman, they shouted their oath of loyalty to the Lord with trumpets blazing and ram horns sounding. All in Judah were happy about this covenant, for they had entered it into it with all their heart. They earnestly sought after God, and they found him. And the Lord gave them rest from all their enemies on every oh, side. That's what we get, Lord. Thank you. King Asa even deposed, deposed his grandmother, Makah, from her position as queen, mother, because she had made an obscene Asherah pole. He cut down her obscene pole, broke it up, and burned it in the Kidron Valley. Although the pagan shrines were not removed from Israel, Asa's heart remained completely faithful throughout his life. He brought into the temple of God the silver and the gold and the various items that he and his father had dedicated, so there was no more war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, King Basha of Israel invaded Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from entering or leaving King Asa's territory in Judah. Asa responded by removing the silver and the gold from the treasuries of the temple of the Lord and the royal palace. He sent it to the king of Ben-Hadah of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus, along with this message, Let there be a treaty between you and me like the one between your father and my father. See, I'm sending you silver and gold. Break your treaty with King Basha of Israel so that he will leave me alone. Ben-Hadad agreed to King Asa's request and sent the commanders of his army to attack the towns of Israel. They conquered the towns of, of Ejon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Makkah, and, and all the store cities in Napatali. As soon as Basha of Israel heard what was happening, he abandoned his project of fortifying Ramah and stopped all work on it. Then King Asa called out the men of Judah to carry away the building stones and timbers that Basha had been using to fortify Ramah. Asa used these materials to fortify the towns of Gibeah and Mizpah. At that time, Hanani, the seer, came to the king Asa and told him, because you put your trust in the king of Aram instead of the Lord your God, you missed your chance to destroy the army of the king of Aram. Don't you remember what happened to the Ethiopians and Libyans and their vast army with all their chariots? Charioteers. Charioteers. Chariots and charioteers. Uh, at that time, you relied on the Lord, and he handed them over to you. The eyes of the Lord, hey, our scripture, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. 
What a fool you have been. From now on, you will be at war. Asa became so angry with Hanai for saying that this that he threw him into prison and put him in stocks. At the time, Asa also began to oppress some of his people. The rest of the events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are recorded in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a serious foot disease. Yet even with the severity of his disease, he did not seek the Lord's help, but turned only to his physicians. So he died in the 41st year of his reign. He was buried in the tomb he had carved out for himself in the city of David. He was laid on a bed perfumed with sweet spices and fragrant ointments. And the people built a huge funeral fire in his honor. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, let me read for you the uh, Hakut. Okay, let's go ahead and read the uh, recommended studies that the Bible, this Bible, has for us. It says, Most asked questions, the insert here says, How could King Asa turn away from God after 35 years? Well, you know what? Let's talk about what we believe is the most important thing. I think right now, before I read that, let's just go over yes. the, the, the amazing uh, prayers and scriptures uh-huh. that are uh, have been a delight for years mm-hmm. and, and hundreds of years to people and have kept people from uh, from death mm-hmm. by agreeing mm-hmm. with the Word of God says right Amen. here. And to this being a reminder to us that if we seek the Lord with all our heart, mm-hmm. He can be found, mm-hmm. you know, for, for hundreds of years. I was going to say for hundreds of years, but for many years I have thought, well, you know, God is giving you, uh, He's giving you a formula. He's given Israel a formula on how to live at peace. And I always should think, you know, there was always so much, you know, they would, they would get prosperity and then they would lose it. They would get prosperity and then they would lose it. But here you find a whole town, a covenant of seeking the Lord their God with, with all their heart and soul. Mm-hmm. They agree. And what happened, God gave them peace, mm-hmm. rest from their enemies on mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, and it's amazing that it's, uh, it's fulfilled, like it was fulfilled in King David's time and Solomon's time and many other kings, this period of peace, that when they did it right, <clears throat> the Lord God put the fear of God. For us, <clears throat> is uh, is uh, character... Uh, deficiencies when the enemy comes in in the form of anger or jealousy or resentment or or greed or uh, l- lust or gluttony and <clears throat> those are our enemies today because we can't see them but they're lurking mm. they're lurking mm. if they can get in us and take over then they got a foothold in our lives mm. that's what that's our war mm. not necessarily with an enemy with a sword or a spear but you know that's where the beginning with uh, entrance or not doing your our daily in the last 34 years that I've been at this mm-hmm. or since 1981 this 365 day bible 364 days uh-huh. has been an inspiration in reading the psalms five psalms and one proverb a day uh, uh-huh. has been an inspiration Amen. okay back to the study yeah I, I just want to add that you know, rest on every side means rest on every side from problems. And um, look what they accomplished when they had that peace. We're able to accomplish more when we are walking with God, with His presence, 
with uh, seeking him, finding him, as you said. But they were he was able to build up and fortify the towns throughout Judah. And there was no war coming against them. So they were able to accomplish something very productive in that time that they were doing that. And um, I love how they went into that war with the, the million uh, Ethiopians because God takes care of you when you're seeking him. He's with you. I mean, it's he's the biggest army. You, you know, you have an army of a million, but the Lord, the God of, of heaven, is has vast military up there. And so it says here that he prayed. It's just a humble prayer. Oh, Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Amen. Amen. Okay. For we trust in you alone. Okay. My tr we have to put our trust in the Lord alone under every circumstance that we have. You know, we must seek <clears throat> him first because we are powerless over the situation. And um, we... You know, that's where our victory is, and depending on Him alone. So His glory can, can be seen. Um, I'm sorry, do you want to say something? Yeah, well, once you go ahead, right along that time, you can, you can insert the prayer that He said. Yeah. Uh, 1411. Go ahead and pray it. Then Asia cried out to, to the Lord his God. Let's read it together. Yeah. Oh, oh Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord, our God, for we trust in you alone. It is in your name that we have come against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let mercenary men prevail against you. Ooh, it's like he's saying, don't let them beat you. That's great. O Lord, no one but you help the powerless us against a mighty. Help us, right there you're asking, help yeah. us, O mm. Lord our God, for we trust in you alone, not in physicians, right. not in the, our credit card, right. not in the U.S. economy. Not in other men. Not in our own strength, right. not, not in each other, right. not in ourselves. Right. It is in your name. Yeah. That, your see, name. prosperity can come against that trust. Mm -hmm. uh, jealousy yes. can come against yes. the trust. Uh, food, any, like I said, all those, and we will be tested. Yes. Yeah, that's what temptation mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. Temptation tests you, see if you're going to be, um, if, you, if you're weak in that part, he's going to come and test you. Oh, Lord, you are God. Do not let men prevail against you. So the Lord, amen. So there's another prayer down here that we take, and I like the way they took, it says they took the plunder. Yes. Carried a vast amount mm. of plunder. Mm. If we can see the plunder that the enemy, that we're destroying in the enemy, we, we must not leave any plunder behind, Amen. you know. We, we take everything. And then again, there was more plunder to be taken. Uh, more plunder was returning, you know. So uh, when we praise the Lord and we go into a town, we say, I believe I received the plunder. Mm -hmm. I believe I received the resources that have been taken from God's people. I believe I received the, re the, the, the resources in this town for the glory of God. And we take it. We take it Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. I forgot to say, in your name, O oh Lord, in Amen. Jesus Christ, we come again to the vast Amen. Lord, and we plunder them, Lord. Amen. Lord, you restore our resources. Amen. Restore, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And, you know, I, I just, that's, here's what we get. This is a reward, like it says in the Hebrews, for those who diligently seek him, God rewards us, right? You get, you get peace, you get your enemies defeated, and you get to take the plunder. Amen. That's, that's a great place to live. And then the um, prophet, the spirit of Oded, 
Asariah came as a prophet. Mm -hmm. He said, listen to me, Asa. And this is in 14, uh, 14 is it? 14, 15. Mm -hmm. Listen to me, Asa. He shouted, listen, mm -hmm. all you people of Judah and Benjamin. And mm -hmm. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Yeah. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. Isn't that a coincidence that this morning I just decided to seek the Lord at the mm -hmm. same time yeah. and get on my knees at yes. 5. Yes, amen. Thank you. And I didn't know that um, he was going to be reconfirming this. He put, mm -hmm. As easily mm -hmm. as I can seek him, yeah. I, can, I can, it says, but if you abandon him, yeah, he'll abandon with my own will, he will abandon you. Right. For a long time, Israel was without any true God, without a priest to teach him, without the law to instruct him. But whenever they were in trouble... They turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and they found him. Amen. I like right here what God has said, for God was troubling every them with every kind of problem, yes. other nations. Yes. But as for you, and this could be the people around us, you know, the family members that are not seeking God. You know, my brother Chewy, and you know, uh, but those who are uh, seeking the Lord... You can be strong and courageous, for your work will be rewarded. Amen. 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 And I um, went through that. Would you like to read the uh, most asked question? I was going to read yeah, that. Yeah, and I just wanted to, yeah, that's exactly what popped out, that scripture. Um, you know, when it talks, I'm just going to go back for a point, but when it talks about when you, when you seek him, you will find him. That's from the book of Jeremiah also, right? In the morning, when you seek me early, you will find me. Yes. That's beautiful. So, um... Amen. Okay, well, how could King Asia turn away from God after his God? Asia regarded the king of Aram as an mm -hmm. ally, giving him the treasuries of the temple and palace so he would attack Basha, king of Israel. However, the prophet Hanani, son of Aram, a human foe, who would be a ne nemesis, I don't know that word, nemesis, nemesis it's like an enemy, nemesis, to the kingdom of Judah, previous battles demonstrated that God was the only ally Asia needed, and God was also the only ally Asia actually had. Asia reliance on the king of Aram revealed as much deeper spiritual problem. Asia forgot that the eyes of the Lord searched the whole earth. Second Chronicles sixteen nine. Mm. Whoa. So when Hanani confronted Asia with the error of his ways, Asia threw the prophet into confinement, and the angry king arbitrarily inflicted cruelties on the people. Asa provided a sad example of the human prosperity, no, propensity to rely on one's own tangible resources. Isaiah 31.1 And to become angry when corrected, even those who witness the power of the Lord in a very tangible fashion are often inclined to do this. It is much better to rely on the Lord and welcome His direction. See Isaiah 50:10. Life is as long lesson in trusting God. We might begin to doing what is good and right, but our legacy is not settled until the last deed is done. Second <laughs> Chronicles 14:1, Romans 2:6 and 7. Faithfulness to the kingdom of God must not be compromised by personal ambitions. Amen. May the Lord always lead us. I was wondering if he was leading me in real estate. I think I'm, you know, I'm already, it's already passed, but it's the Lord who gives signs. Yes. Lord, give me a sign, Lord, to enter into real estate back again. 
and help us to be all that you call us to be. Amen. The fifth commandment tells us how to honor our fathers and mothers, and yet Asa removed his grandmother from the throne. Honoring our parents is certainly God's command, but our first commitment is to God. The first commandment says as much. Jesus warned that a commitment to your parents should never keep you from following him. Amen. Luke 14:26. You should always respect and honor your parents, whether or not they are believers. And you have a responsibility to care for them and not neglect them. Mark 7, 11, 13. But your devotion to God should come first. Amen. Okay. Romans chapter 9, verse 1 to 24. With Christ as my witness, I, Paul, speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. They are the people of Israel chosen to be God's adopted children. God revealed his glory to them. He made covenants with them and gave them his law. He gave them the privilege of worshiping him and receiving his wonderful promises. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob are their ancestors, and Christ himself was an Israelite as far as his human nature is concerned. And he is God, the one who rules over everything and is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Well then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No, for not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For the scriptures say, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Though Abraham had other children too, this means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God has promised, I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. This son was our ancestor Isaac. When he married Rebekah, she gave birth to twins. But before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that our God chooses people according to his own purposes. He calls, he calls people, but not according to their good or bad works. She was told, your older son will serve your younger son. In the words of the scriptures, I love Jacob, but I rejected Esau. Are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. For the scriptures say that God told Pharaoh, I have appointed you for this very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So, you see, God chooses to show mercy to some, and he chooses to harden the hearts of others, so they refuse to listen. 
Well, then you might say, why does God blame people for not responding? Haven't they simply done what he makes them do? No, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, Why have you made me like this? When a potter makes jars out of clay, doesn't he have a right to use the same lump of clay to make one jar for decoration and another to throw garbage into? In the same way, even though God has that the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those on whom his anger falls. Wow, Lord, you're confirming your word. Who are destined for destruction, Lord. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those whom he shows mercy, who was prepared in advance for glory. And we are among those whom he selected, both from the Jews and from the Gentiles. Amen. Wow. Amen. Well, let's have Bible interpret Bible. Yeah. It says right here, one way we can do that is by reading it in a couple of versions, the easy-to-read version. Uh, let me read it all over again, 9, mm-hmm. 1 through 24, mm-hmm. and then maybe it. in the Message Bible, too, to get a clearer perspective on it. The NIV holds a, a, a sweeter also, you know, just another translation opens up the imagination to chapter 9, verses 9. Okay, the Message Bible says, At the same time, you need to know that I carry with me all, at all times a huge sorrow. It is an enormous pain deep within me. This is the Message Bible. I am never free of it. I'm not exaggerating. Christ and the Holy Spirit are my witness. It is the Israelites. If there were any, I could be cursed by the Messiah so they could be blessed by him. I'll do it in a minute. They're my family. I grew up with them. They had everything going for them. Family, glory, covenant, revelation, worship, promises to say nothing of being the race that produces the Messiah, the Christ, who is God over everything, always. Oh, yes. Don't suppose for a moment that though that God's word has malfunctioned in some way or another, the problem goes back a long way from the outset. Not all Israelites of the flesh were Israelites of the spirit. It wasn't Abraham's sperm that gave identity here, but God's promise, that's what gave identity. Remember how it was put, your family will be defined by Isaac. That means that Israelite identity was never racially determined by sexual transmission, but it was God determined by promise. Remember that promise. When I come back next year at this time, Sarah will have a son. And that's not the only time. To Rebecca also, a promise was made that took priority over genetics. When she became pregnant by one-of-a-kind ancestor, Isaac, and her babies were still innocent in the womb, incapable of good or bad, she received a special assurance from God. What God did in that case made it perfectly plain that his purpose is not a hit-or-miss thing dependent on what we do or don't do, but a sure thing determined by his decision, flowing steadily from his initiative. God told Rebecca, the firstborn of your twins will take second place. Later, that was turned into a stark epigram. I love Jacob. I hate Esau. It's, is that grounds for complaining that God is unfair? Not so fast, please. God told Moses, I am in charge of mercy. I am in charge of compassion. Compassion doesn't originate in our bleeding hearts or moral sweat. 
but in God's mercy. The point, the same point was made when God said to Pharaoh, I picked you up as a bit player in the drama of my salvation power. I picked you as a bit player in this drama of my salvation power. <laughs> Poor guy. All we're saying is that God has the first word, initiating the action in which we play our part for good or ill. Are you going to be an object so God, so how can God blame us for anything since he's in charge of everything? If the big decisions are already made, what say do we have in it? Who in the world do you think you are to second guess God? Do you for one moment suppose any of us know enough to call God into question? Clay doesn't talk back to the fingers that made it, saying, Why did you shake me like this? Isn't it obvious that a potter had a perfect right to shape one lump of clay in a vase for holding flowers and another into a pot for cooking beans? If God needs one style of pottery, especially designed to show his angry displeasure, and another style carefully crafted to show his glorious goodness, isn't that all right? Either both happens to Jews, but it also happens to the other people. Hosea put it well. I call nobodies and make them somebodies. I call the unloved and make them beloved. Amen. In the place where they yelled out, you're nobody, they're calling you God's living children. Mm. Isaiah maintained the same emphasis. If, if each grain of sand on the seashore were numbered and the sum labeled chosen of God... They'll be numerous still, not names. Salvation comes by personal selection. God doesn't count us. He calls us by name. Arithmetic is not his focus. Isaiah had looked ahead and spoken the truth. If our powerful God had not provided us a legacy of living children, we would have ended up like ghost towns, like Sodom and Gomorrah. How can we sum this up? All those people who didn't seem interested in what God was doing actually embraced what God was doing as he strained out their lives. And Israel, who seemed so mm. interested in reading wow. and ta talking about what God was doing, missed it. Mm. How could they miss it? Because instead of trusting God, they took over. They were absorbed in what they were, themselves were doing. They were so absorbed in their God projects that they didn't notice God right in front of them like a huge rock in the middle of the road. And so they stumble into him and went sprawling. Isaiah again gives us the metaphor for pulling this together. Careful, I put a huge stone on the road to Mount Zion, a stone you can't get around. But the stone is me. If you're looking for me, you'll find me on the way, not in the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's That's beautiful. Good, yeah. The message Bible. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh, you know, just uh, I like the way in the beginning of uh, Romans where it says that if and my heart, this is my heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ if that would save you. That shows his heart for salvation. Amen. For for others, you know, it's just. It, it for me, it's like God confirming His word for what I was talking to you about this morning about praying for those young men that are in trouble with Amen. the law, and you know, just praying for the Lord to to find that that one lost sheep. And so this is this is really spoke to me this morning. Amen. Let's see the the study right here. Romans nine seventeen twenty. It says Paul quotes Exodus nine sixteen, where God describes 
Uh, he would use Pharaoh to illustrate his power. God judged Pharaoh's resistance by confirming Pharaoh's sin and hardening his heart. The consequence of Pharaoh's rebellion, a stubborn heart, will be his own punishment. Mm -hmm. Wow. With this example, Paul is not saying that some people are worth more than others, but that the Creator has control over His creatures. Keeping this perspective removes any temptation to have pride in personal achievement. People wondered about God's control versus man's free choice. This is a new question. Paul understood the conundrum too. Many look for a resolution of this passage, but Paul doesn't exactly resolve it. Instead, he steps back and reminds us of our relationship to God. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? In other words, a creature has no right to instruct its creator. Paul's reaction is wise. We can hold grudges against God only if we think he owes us something, but we need to remember the love in which God created us, the grace in which we stand through Jesus, and the patience he shows us as we struggle to trust him without clear answers. And if we go to Job 28, 28, it describes beautifully how we can get understanding and wisdom. Uh, when this, uh, wisdom, it says, respecting me is wisdom. As I respect God or give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, when things don't go my way, just to respect him. That's a beautiful illustration. Mm -hmm. And to avoid... Uh, similarness of evil or any kind of evil if it's if there's smoke there <clears throat> and then there's there's fire so stay away from the smoke and you won't get burned uh, so uh, understanding and keeping away from the evil road is under as plainly as that that's understanding that's the beginning of wisdom is is honoring God and staying away from uh, and the other illustration good is uh, understanding that God helps me in every step of the way. He helps me achieve real estate. He helps me achieve uh, get plunder from the enemy. He helps me achieve give to the to the children, to the widows. He helps me achieve to stay humble too. Amen. He helps me keep an open door to uh, new people. Where uh, what I have learned, I can teach others compassion. Yes. I believe that that King Asa lost it because he probably uh, didn't work with the uh, hurting. And he would have worked with the hurting, uh, like a priest, be there with his heart open. The children and the elderly and the compassion would have kept his heart open. But locking himself in his palace with all the royalties and so forth became his uh, powerful downfall, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, you know, uh, getting back into the book of Romans here, you know, it, it says, I will show mercy. Uh, is, are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God says to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose. And I will show compassion to anyone I choose. You know, it's 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 really if you're called before the foundations of the the world, God's chosen you, and you know, it, it's Amen. you know some people he does they have hearts of stone. You know, like Pharaoh. But it says here, display my power and you, and to spread my fame throughout the earth for glory for His glory. So. You see, God chooses to show mercy to some, and he chooses to harden the hearts of others, so they refuse to listen. But I do like where it says down in here, um, in that same way, even though God has the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those who his anger falls, okay, who are destined for destruction. 
He's patient and with those who are yeah. destined for destruction. Yes. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those to whom he shows mercy who were prepared in advance for glory. And we are among those whom he selected, both the Jews and the Gentiles. So the outcasts, the people that people look at and say, you know, hey, they're no good, and they cast them out, and they they judge, or whatever. We, we've done that. We've judged people. And so God is more patient with those who are... In other words, you always say that. The rebellious ones are the ones that are going to be great, great mm-hmm. evangelists. Yeah, so um, it, it shows that we should be... You know, um, God has mercy for those, the hardest cases. Yeah, you know, the, um, in third world countries or other girls would have a, have very very little spiritual value as they rely on their own uh, give and take, and they'll, they'll label people. They'll label a drunk, they'll label a poverty, they'll label an Indian. You know, and those labels, you know, the person walking down the street, he can easily know what they're thinking and put it into his spirit and once he does that but with Christ all those labels are broken he is free as soon as he praises them and thanks them and worships them you know the, the freedom is in uh, in him and when you come into Alcoholic Anonymous you, you have dropped all your spiritual uh, shields because alcohol takes all, all that away and you, you have put on all these other makeups from other people or even your own. And, you, and then you protect it with anger and selfishness and, and, and greed. So now we've got to get you back spiritually. And one of the things, uh, nobody comes into AA and becomes somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he puts on grace. He puts on forgiveness. Mm, he puts on surrender. Mm-hmm. And he puts on Christ, you know. He puts on the shield and... Uh, he becomes somebody, and I always say that you know we, we don't have to pay a hundred thousand dollars for our membership in the country club of AA. You know, all we we have a down payment. All it is is our earnestness to get better, and to humble ourselves, and to surrender to say uncle, and then God in turn makes us one of His stones, and He you know He in turn shines us up for His glory for people to see His mercy. His kindness, you know, is um, God working through man, through a surrendered man. And thank you that uh, he saved us from not letting the... You know, it's amazing. I can see the way he says that Pharaoh's heart, his own sin, God didn't give his heart a way out. He, he just left his heart uh, stay proud. And, you know, for mm-hmm. us, if we get proud, we have an opening. We have a throne mm-hmm. card through Christ that we can, we can say uncle and forgive Amen. us and have receive his mercy permanently. That That is not close for us. It's it's an open deal, you know. We we fall every day. We'll get up and we'll say, God, forgive me. Help me to move forward. And he does, you know, Amen. merciful. Thank you, Lord. He doesn't lock us and say, okay, that's, you had enough. You, one, you two, know, three, strikes you out. <laughs> your, your, your greed is taking you. Your providence is taking you. You know, And then also, too, because we know we have that forgiveness, we'll take advantage of it, too. You know, We say we can go in there and play and dance and be the, you know, and then I say, well, he's going to forgive me anyway. That's what the prayer is. But the love of God uh, should overflow us that and say, hey, wait a minute, you know. That's my understanding that... Uh, we're growing like like uh, trees in Lebanon, praising Him and glorifying Him. The planning of the Lord, Amen. In His kingdom, in His will, whatever we do, our hands will prosper in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 
All right, let's go ahead and finish the um, reading. Psalm 19, 1 to 14, I'll go ahead and just finish it up. It says that, um, Meditate on the work of God in his world and his word. Ask him to be at work in your life and your heart. Amen. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth. And their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. Amen, Lord. It's good stuff. The sun rises at, at, at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect. Reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true, each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. O oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen, Lord. Woohoo! Good stuff. Proverbs 20, verse 1 says, Wine produces mockers, alcohol leads to brawls. Those led astray by drink cannot be wise. That's another one. Wow. That's a beautiful scripture. Mm. I, I, you know, back in uh, Psalm 19 here, verse 7, it says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. Mm. You know, sometimes you get up in the morning, you're kind of sleeping, you're like, you want to get in the Word, and you're still waking up. But I got revived as I read the Word today, as I read, you know, even the Old Testament. Um, it's got some good confirmation from here. Look at right here, it's verse 12. It says, How can I know all the sins lurking in my mm. heart? How can you know it? All the sins, how many sins are lurking in our hearts? Lurking, whatever they live, like they're, uh, they're alive in right. my heart. Right. Cleanse me from my hidden faults, from these hidden Amen. faults. Keep your servant deliberately from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Again, there's the seven deadly sins. Then I will be free of guilt, okay, because then guilt will, will bring more, okay, condemnation. And innocent of great, now he calls it a great sin. Because your, your, your body is controlling your spirit of grace then. And then may my words take place and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Only God can give us a reprieve. Um, and David says this too, again, in Psalm 51, you know, that the purge me, O Lord, from my 
cleanse my heart Amen. from my hidden faults. Do not let the Holy Spirit depart, huh? And uh, so, in other words, we say one thing, when Paul says it in a different way, when I think I got it, mm -hmm. I fall. When I got, you know, when I, I think I know it all, mm -hmm. I'm in it. So one of the things we say is, uh, is the the uh, the enemy is in within the uh, defrauder? What do you call it? The um, deceiver. Yeah, is inside you, and it's your own flesh mm -hmm, lurking mm -hmm. to uh, Just, yeah, and to trip others. Right. You know, mm -hmm. that's why we we the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving our souls. You know. Amen. To yeah. make us aware yeah. of that. I mean, it's just, reviving our souls, so our yeah. souls have to be revived. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to use illustration about these young men. My 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 flesh wants to condemn, and my flesh wants to judge, and you know, but my spirit wants to say they can be saved too. You know, just pray. So. Amen. You know, giving, uh, bringing joy to the heart, and. Making wise simple. Amen. Again, yes. a reverence for the Lord is wisdom, and avoiding evil is understanding. And they bring joy to the heart. Amen. Amen. The Amen. word of the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. July 24th. May his name be blessed. The name of the Lord be exalted. We thank you, Lord. Today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in him. The book of Job says... In 28.28 says, Where is wisdom? Who sees the path of understanding? Paraphrases my view. The whole chapter, chapter 28, talks about seeking where wisdom lives. And in 28.28, in a nutshell, it says, Respect of me, saith the Lord, is wisdom, and avoidance of evil is understanding. Amen. So that is so cool that if we love and sing songs and respect God with three Our Fathers in the morning, on your knees, Fernando, praising His holy name, and hitting heaven, hitting a home run, then you're uh, you're way ahead. And then avoiding avoiding evil, you know, that means uh, any kind of evil form. That is understanding. That is understanding. There you go. God has made it easy. So today we're going to do today's reading for July 24th out of Las Vegas, early in the morning, 6.20 a.m. <clears throat> May God's name be glorified today. Amen. Amen. Excuse me, July 25th. It's been reported to me by a prudent wife that today is the 25th. <laughs> and we already yeah. read it. So we'll go ahead and start. Anna, would you please start the reading? Uh, yes, let's just, did you already pray, babe? Let's pray mm -hmm. again. pray again. Father God, we thank you for this time we have, Lord. Father, just to be, get nourishment from the Word, Lord. Feed off the Word. Your Word is precious, Lord. It's, uh, more precious than silver and gold, Lord. Uh, more importantly, Father, we ask you for wisdom and understanding through the Word today, Lord. Let us get understanding, Father. You say when we get understanding and wisdom, Lord. That leads us to a long, successful, satisfied life, Lord. And Father, we thank you for, for our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son that you sent for us, Lord, that we would be redeemed, Lord. And we have this opportunity today, Lord, to, to just uh, learn more about who he is, Father. I ask you to open up our eyes wide as we read Jesus and the scriptures and, and just... Just enjoy your word today, Lord, as a husband and wife, Father God. And we bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn the room.
25th, 2 Chronicles. Okay. 2 Chronicles 14, 1 to 16, 14. When Abijah died, he was buried in the city of David. Then his son Asa became the next king. There was peace in the land for ten years. Asa did what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and pagan shrines. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. He commanded the people of Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his law and his commandments. His commands. Asa also removed the pagan shrines, as well as the incense altars from every one of Judah's towns. So Asa's kingdom enjoyed a period of peace. During those peaceful years, he was able to build up the fortified towns throughout Judah. No one tried to make war against him at this time, for the Lord was giving him rest from his enemies. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Asa told the people of Judah, Let us build towns and fortify them with walls, towers, gates, and bars. The land is still ours because we sought the Lord our God. Hallelujah. God, and he has given us peace on every side. So they went ahead with these projects and brought them to completion. King Asa had an army of 300,000 warriors from the tribe of Judah, armed with large shields and spears. He also had an army of 280,000 warriors from the tribe of Benjamin, armed with small shields and bows. Both armies were composed of well-trained fighting men. Once an Ethiopian, Ethiopian named Zerah attacked Judah with an army of one million men and 300 chariots. They advanced to the town of Marash, Marasha. So Asa deployed his armies for battle in the valley of North Maresha. Then Asa cried out to his God, O Lord. To the Lord his God. As Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord. No one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Amen. See, no one but you, Lord. There's in the scripture again. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against yes, the, the mighty. mighty. Help, help us, us, O Lord, Lord our God, God, for we trust in you alone. Amen. It, it is in your name that we have come, come against this vast horde. O Lord, you, you are God, God. do not our let God. mere men prevail, prevail against you. Amen. So the Lord defeated the Ethiopians wow. in the presence of Asa and the army of Judah. Hallelujah. And the enemy fled. Woo-hoo. Yes, Lord. Asa and his army pursued them as far as Gerar, and so many Ethiopians um, yeah. fell that, fell that they were... Un- felt that they were unable to rally. They were destroyed by the Lord and his army, and the army of Judah carried off a vast amount of plunder. Whoa. While they were all at Gerar, they attacked all the towns in that area, and the terror from the Lord came upon the people there. As a result, a vast amount of plunder was taken from these towns too. Amen. Wow. Not only is it... Praise you, Lord. They also attacked the camp camps of herdsmen and captured many sheep, goats, and camels before finally returning to Jerusalem. Then the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Oded, and he went out to the king Asa, and he was returning from this, the battle. 
Listen to me, Asa, he shouted. Listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. Amen. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For a long time Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach them and without the law to instruct them. But whatever they, whatever they were in trouble, Whatever they were in trouble and turned to the Lord, God of Israel, and sought him out, they found him. During those dark times, it was not safe to travel. Problems troubled the people of every land. Nations fought against nation and city against city, for God was troubling them with every kind of problem. Wow, Lord. But as for you, be strong and courageous, for your work will be rewarded. Amen. Woohoo, Lord. Uh, as for us, we'll be strong and courageous, for our work will be rewarded. That's good for us, Lord. We take that. When Asa heard this message from Azariah, the prophet, he took courage and removed all the detestable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin and the towns he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. And he repaired the altar of the Lord, which stood in front of the interim of the Lord's temple. Then Asa called together all the people of Judah and Benjamin, along with the people of Ephraim, Manash and Simon, who had settled among them. For many from Israel had moved to Judah during Asa's reign, when they saw that the Lord, had, was, the Lord his God was with them. The people gathered at Jerusalem in late spring during the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. On that day they sacrificed to the Lord 700 cattle and 7,000 sheep and goats from the plunder they had taken in the battle. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, seek the Lord the God and their ancestors with all their heart and soul. They agreed that anyone who refused to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, would be put to death. Whether young or old, man or woman, they shouted their oath of loyalty to the Lord with trumpets blazing and ram horns sounding. All in Judah were happy about this covenant, for they had entered it into it with all their heart. They earnestly sought after God, and they found him. And the Lord gave them rest from all their enemies on every oh, side. That's what we get, Lord. Thank you. King Asa even deposed, deposed his grandmother, Makah, from her position as queen, mother, because she had made an obscene Asherah pole. He cut down her obscene pole, broke it up, and burned it in the Kidron Valley. Although the pagan shrines were not removed from Israel, Asa's heart remained completely faithful throughout his life. He brought into the temple of God the silver and the gold and the various items that he and his father had dedicated, so there was no more war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, King Basha of Israel invaded Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from entering or leaving King Asa's territory in Judah. Asa responded by removing the silver and the gold from the treasuries of the temple of the Lord and the royal palace. He sent it to the king of Ben-Hadah of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus, along with this message, Let there be a treaty between you and me like the one between your father and my father. See, I'm sending you silver and gold. Break your treaty with King Basha of Israel so that he will leave me alone. 
Ben-Hadad agreed to King Asa's request and sent the commanders of his army to attack the towns of Israel. They conquered the towns of, of Ejon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Makkah, and, and all the store cities in Napatali. As soon as Basha of Israel heard what was happening, he abandoned his project of fortifying Ramah and stopped all work on it. Then King Asa called out the men of Judah to carry away the building stones and timbers that Basha had been using to fortify Ramah. Asa used these materials to fortify the towns of Gibeah and Mizpah. At that time, Hanani, the seer, came to the king Asa and told him, Because you put your trust in the king of Aram instead of the Lord your God, you missed your chance to destroy the army of the king of Aram. Don't you remember what happened to the Ethiopians and Libyans and their vast army with all their chariots? Charioteers. Charioteers. Chariots and charioteers. Uh, at that time, you relied on the Lord, and he handed them over to you. The eyes of the Lord, hey, our scripture, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a fool you have been. From now on, you will be at war. Asa became so angry with Hanai for saying that this that he threw him into prison and put him in stocks. At the time, Asa also began to oppress some of his people. The rest of the events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are recorded in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a serious foot disease. Yet even with the severity of his disease, he did not seek the Lord's help, but turned only to his physicians. So he died in the 41st year of his reign. He was buried in the tomb he had carved out for himself in the city of David. He was laid on a bed perfumed with sweet spices and fragrant ointments. And the people built a huge funeral fire in his honor. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, let me read for you the... Uh, how could... Okay, let's go ahead and read the uh, recommended studies that the Bible, this Bible, asks for us. It says, most asked questions, the insert here, says, how could King Asa turn away from God after 35 years? Well, you know what, let's talk about what we believe is the most important thing. I think right now, before I read that, let's just go over yes. the, the, the amazing uh, prayers and scriptures uh -huh. that are... Uh, I have been a delight for years mm -hmm. and, and hundreds of years to people and have kept people from uh, from death mm -hmm. by agreeing mm -hmm. with the Word of God says right Amen. here. And to this being a reminder to us that if we seek the Lord with all our heart, mm -hmm. He can be found. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for hundreds, I was going to say for hundreds of years, but for many years I have thought, well, you know, God has given you... Uh, He's given you a formula. He's given Israel a formula on how to live at peace. And I always should think, you know, there was always so much, you know, they would they would get prosperity and then they would lose it. They would get prosperity and then they would lose it. But here you find a whole town, a covenant of seeking the Lord their God with, with all their heart and their soul. Mm -hmm. They agree. And what happened, God gave them peace, mm -hmm. rest from their enemies on mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um and it's amazing that it's uh, it's fulfilled like it was fulfilled in King David's time and Solomon's time and many other kings. This period of peace that when they did it right, 
<coughs> the Lord God, put the fear of God. For us <coughs> is uh, is uh, character uh, deficiencies. When the enemy comes in in the form of anger or jealousy or resentment or, or greed or uh, l lust or gluttony, <coughs> those are our enemies today because we can't see them, but they're lurking. Mm. They're lurking. Mm. If they can get in us and take over... Then they got a foothold in our lives. Mm. That's what that's our war. Mm. Not necessarily with an enemy with a sword or a spear, but you know that's where the beginning with the uh, entrance or not doing your our daily. In the last 34 years that I've been at this, mm. or since 1981, this 365 day Bible, 364 days, uh -huh. has been. An inspiration in reading the Psalms, five Psalms and one proverb a day uh, uh -huh. has been an inspiration. Amen. Okay, back to the study. Yeah, I, I just want to add that, you know, rest on every side means rest on every side from problems. And um, look what they accomplished when they had that peace. We're able to accomplish more when we are walking with God, with His presence, with uh, seeking him, finding him, as you said, but they were—he was able to build up and fortify the towns throughout Judah, and there was no war coming against them. So they were able to accomplish something very productive in that time, that they were doing that. And um, I love how they went into that war with the the million uh, Ethiopians because God takes care of you when you're seeking him. He's with you. I mean, it's—he's the biggest army. You—you know—you have an army of a million, but. The Lord, the God of, of heaven, is has vast military up there. And so it says here that he prayed. It's just a humble prayer. Oh, Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Amen? Amen. Okay. For we trust in you alone. Okay? My tr we have to put our trust in the Lord alone under every circumstance that we have. You know, we must seek <clears throat> him first. Because we are powerless over the situation. And um, we, you know, that's where our victory is in depending on him alone. So his glory can, can be seen. Um, I'm sorry, do you want to say something? Yeah, well, once you go ahead, right along that time, you can, you can insert the prayer that he said. Yeah. Uh, 14, 11. Go ahead and pray it. Then it says, Asia cried out to, to the Lord, Lord his God. Let's read it together. Yeah. Oh Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O oh Lord our God, for we trust in you alone. It is in your name that we have come against this vast horde. O oh Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere men prevail against you. Ooh, it's like he's saying, don't let them beat you. That's great. O oh Lord, no one but you. Help the powerless us against a mighty. Help us. Right there you're asking. Help yep. us, mm. O Lord our God. For we trust in you alone. Not in physicians. Right. Not in the, our credit card. Right. Not in the U.S. economy. Not in other men. Not in our own strength. Right. Not, not in each other. Right. Not in ourselves. Right. It is in your name. Yeah. It's in that, your name. See, prosperity can come against that trust. Mm -hmm. uh, jealousy yes. can come against yes. the trust. Uh, who any like I said all those and we will be tested yeah that's what temptation mm -hmm. does mm -hmm. temptation tests you see if you're going to be uh, if you if you're weak in that part he's going to come and test you 
O Lord, you are God. Do not let men prevail against you. So the Lord, amen. So there's another prayer down here that we take, and I like the way they took, it says they took the plunder, yes. carried a vast amount mm. of plunder. If mm. we can see the plunder that the enemy, that we're destroying in the enemy, we, we must not leave any plunder behind. Amen. You know, we, we take everything. And then again, there was more plunder to be taken. Uh, more plunder was returning, you know. So uh, when we praise the Lord and we go into a town, we say, I believe I received the plunder. Mm. I believe I received the resources that have been taken from God's people. I believe I received the, re the, the, the resources in this town for the glory of God. And we take it. We take it Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. I forgot to say, in your name, O oh Lord, in Amen. Jesus Christ, we come against the vast Lord, and we plunder them, Lord. Amen. Lord, you restore our resources. Amen. Restore, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And, you know, I, I just, that's, here's what we get. This is a reward, like it says in the Hebrews, for those who diligently seek him, God rewards us, right? You get, <clears throat> you get peace, you get your enemies defeated, and you get to take the plunder. Amen. That's, that's a great place to live. And then the um, prophet, the spirit of Oded, Asariah, came as a prophet. Mm -hmm. He said, listen to me, Asa. And this is in 14, uh, 14 is it? 14, 15? Mm -hmm. Listen to me, Asa, he shouted. Listen, mm -hmm. all you people of Judah and Benjamin. And mm -hmm. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Yeah. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. Isn't that a coincidence that... This morning, I just decided to seek the Lord at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. And get on my knees at Yes, amen. Thank you. And I didn't know that um, he was going to be reconfirming this. He, but mm -hmm. as easily mm -hmm. as I can seek him, yeah. I can, I can, it says, but if you abandon him, yeah, he'll abandon with him. my own will, he will abandon you. Right. For a long time, Israel was without any true God, without a priest to teach him, without the law to instruct him. But whenever they were in trouble, they turned to the Lord. The God of Israel and sought him and they found him. Amen. I like right here what God has said, for God was troubling every them with every kind of problem, yes. other nations. Yes. But as for you, and this could be the people around us, you know, the family members that are not seeking God. You know, my brother Chewy and then the uh, but those who are uh, seeking the Lord you be strong and courageous, for your work will be rewarded. Amen. 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 And I um, went through that. Would you like to read the uh, most asked question? I was going to read yeah, that. Yeah, and I just wanted to, yeah, that's exactly what popped out, that scripture. Um, you know, when it talks, I'm just going to go back for a point, but when it talks about when you, when you seek him, you will find him. That's from the book of Jeremiah also, right? In the morning, when you seek me early, you will find me. Yes. That's beautiful. So, um... Amen. Okay, well, how could King Asia turn away from God after his God? Asia regarded the king of Aram as an mm -hmm. ally, giving him the treasuries of the temple and palace so he would attack Basha, king of Israel. However, the prophet of Hanani, son of Aram, a human foe, who would be a ne nemesis, I don't know that word, nemesis, nemesis it's like an enemy, nemesis, to the kingdom of Judah, previous battles demonstrated that God was the only ally Asia needed, and God was also the only ally Asia actually had. Asia reliance on the king of Aram revealed as much deeper spiritual problem. Asia forgot 
that the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth. Second Chronicles 16.9. So when Hanani confronted Asa with the error of his ways, Asa threw the prophet into confinement, and the angry king arbitrarily inflicted cruelties on the people. Asa provided a sad example of the human prosperity, no, propensity to rely on one's own tangible resources. Isaiah 31.1 And to become angry when corrected, even those who witness the power of the Lord in a very tangible fashion are often inclined to do this. It is much better to rely on the Lord and welcome His direction. See, Isaiah 50.10 Life is as long lesson in trusting God. We might begin to doing what is good and right, but our legacy is not settled until the last deed is done. Second <laughs> Chronicles 14.1, Romans 2, 6 and 7. Faithfulness to the kingdom of God must not be compromised by personal ambitions. Amen. May the Lord always lead us. I was wondering if he was leading me in real estate. I think I'm, you know, I'm already, it's already passed, but it's the Lord who gives signs. Yes. Lord, give me a sign, Lord, to enter into a real estate back again and help us to be all that you call us to be. Amen. The fifth commandment tells us how to honor our fathers and mothers, and yet Asa removed his grandmother from the throne. Honoring our parents is certainly God's command, but our first commitment is to God. The first commandment says as much. Jesus warned that a commitment to your parents should never keep you from following him. Amen. Luke 14:26. You should always respect and honor your parents, whether or not they are believers. And you have a responsibility to care for them and not neglect them. Mark 7, 11, 13. But your devotion to God should come first. Amen. Okay. Romans chapter 9, verse 1 to 24. With Christ as my witness, I, Paul, speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. They are the people of Israel chosen to be God's adopted children. God revealed his glory to them. He made covenants with them and gave them his law. He gave them the privilege of worshiping him and receiving his wonderful promises. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob are their ancestors, and Christ himself was an Israelite as far as his human nature is concerned. And he is God, the one who rules over everything and is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Well then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No. For not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For the scriptures say, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Though Abraham had other children too, this means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God has promised, I will 
turn about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. This son was our ancestor Isaac. When he married Rebecca, she gave birth to twins. But before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that our God chooses people according to his own purposes. He calls, he calls people, but not according to their good or bad works. She was told, your older son will serve your younger son. In the words of the scriptures, I love Jacob, but I rejected Esau. Are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. For the scriptures say that God told Pharaoh, I have appointed you for this very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So you see, God chooses to show mercy to some and he chooses to harden the hearts of others so they refuse to listen. Well then, you might say, why does God blame people for not responding? Haven't they simply done what he makes them do? No, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, Why have you made me like this? When a potter makes jars out of clay, doesn't he have a right to use the same lump of clay to make one jar for decoration and another to throw garbage into? In the same way, even though God has that the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those on whom his anger falls. Wow, Lord, you're confirming your word. Who are destined for destruction, Lord. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those whom he shows mercy, who was prepared in advance for glory. And we are among those whom he selected, both from the Jews and from the Gentiles. Amen. Wow. Amen. Well, let's have Bible interpret the Bible. Yeah. It says right here, one way we can do that is by reading it in a couple of versions, the easy-to-read version. Uh, let me read it all over again, 9, mm -hmm. 1 through 24, mm -hmm. and okay. then maybe in the Message Bible, too, to get a clearer perspective on it. The NIV holds a, a, a sweeter also, you know, just another... Translation opens up the imagination to chapter 9, verses 12. Okay, the Message Bible says, At the same time, you need to know that I carry with me all, at all times a huge sorrow. It is an enormous pain deep within me. This is the Message Bible. I am never free of it. I'm not exaggerating. Christ and the Holy Spirit are my witness. It is the Israelites. If there's for any, I could be cursed by the Messiah so they could be blessed by him. I'll do it in a minute. They're my family. I grew up with them. They had everything going for them. Family, glory, covenant, revelation, worship, promises to say nothing of being the race that produces the Messiah, the Christ, who is God over everything, always. Oh, yes. Don't suppose for a moment that though that God's word has malfunctioned in some way or another, the problem goes back a long way from the outset. Not all Israelites of the flesh were Israelites of the spirit. 
It wasn't Abraham's sperm that gave identity here, but God's promise, that's what gave identity. Remember how it was put, your family will be defined by Isaac. That means that Israelite identity was never racially determined by sexual transmission, but it was God determined by promise. Remember that promise. When I come back next year at this time, Sarah will have a son. And that's not the only time. To Rebecca also, a promise was made that took priority over genetics. When she became pregnant by one-of-a-kind ancestor Isaac and her babies were still innocent in the womb, incapable of good or bad, she received a special assurance from God. <clears throat> what God did in that case made it perfectly plain that his purpose is not a hit-or-miss thing dependent on what we do or don't do, but a sure thing determined by his decision, flowing steadily from his initiative. God told Rebecca, the firstborn of your twins will take second place. Later, that was turned into a stark epigram. I love Jacob. I hate Esau. It's, is that ground for complaining that God is unfair? Not so fast, please. God told Moses, I am in charge of mercy. I am in charge of compassion. Compassion doesn't originate in our bleeding hearts or moral sweat, but in God's mercy. The point, the same point was made when God said to Pharaoh, I picked you up as a bit player in the drama of my salvation power. I picked you as a bit player in this drama of my salvation power. <laughs> Poor guy. All we're saying is that God has the first word, initiating the action in which we play our part for good or ill. Are you going to be an object so God, so how can God blame us for anything since he's in charge of everything? If the big decisions are already made, what say do we have in it? Who in the world do you think you are to second guess God? Do you for one moment suppose any of us know enough to call God into question? Clay doesn't talk back to the fingers that made it, saying, Why did you shake me like this? Isn't it obvious that a potter had a perfect right to shape one lump of clay in a vase for holding flowers and another into a pot for cooking beans? If God needs one style of pottery, especially designed to show his angry displeasure, and another style carefully crafted to show his glorious goodness, isn't that all right? Either or both happens to Jews, but it also happens to the other people. Hosea put it well. I call nobodies and make them somebodies. I call the unloved and make them beloved. Amen. In the place where they yelled out, you're nobody, they're calling you God's living children. Mm. Isaiah maintained the same emphasis. If, if each grain of sand on the seashore were numbered and the sum labeled chosen of God... They'll be numerous still, not names. Salvation comes by personal selection. God doesn't count us. He calls us by name. Arithmetic is not his focus. Isaiah had looked ahead and spoken the truth. If our powerful God had not provided us a legacy of living children, we would have ended up like ghost towns, like Sodom and Gomorrah. How can we sum this up? All those people who didn't seem interested in what God was doing actually embraced what God was doing as he strained out their lives. And Israel, who seemed so mm. interested in reading wow. and ta talking about what God was doing, missed it. Mm. How could they miss it? Because instead of trusting God, they took over. They were absorbed in what they were, themselves were doing. They were so absorbed in their God projects that they didn't notice God right in front of them. 
like a huge rock in the middle of the road. And so they stumble into him and went sprawling. Isaiah again gives us a metaphor for pulling this together. Careful, I put a huge stone on the road to Mount Zion, a stone you can't get around. But the stone is me. If you're looking for me, you'll find me on the way, not in the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's beautiful. Good, yeah. The message Bible. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh, you know, I just uh, I like the way in the beginning of uh, Romans where it says that if, and my heart, this is my heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save you. That shows his heart for salvation. Amen. For, for others, you know, it's just, it, it, for me, it's like God confirming his word for what I was talking to you about this morning, about praying for those young men that are in trouble Amen. with the law. And, you know, just praying for the Lord to, to find that, that one lost sheep. And so this has is, this is really spoke to me this morning. Amen. Let's see the, the study right here. Romans 9, 17, 20. It says, Paul quotes Exodus 9, 16, where God describes uh, he would use Pharaoh to illustrate his power. God judged Pharaoh's resistance by confirming Pharaoh's sin and hardening his heart. The consequence of Pharaoh's rebellion, a stubborn heart, will be his own punishment. Mm -hmm. Wow. With this example, Paul is not saying that some people are worth more than others, but that the Creator has control over His creatures. Keeping this perspective removes any temptation to have pride in personal achievement. People wondered about God's control versus man's free choice. This is a new question. Paul understood the con conundrum too. Many look for a resolution of this passage, but Paul doesn't exactly resolve it. Instead, he steps back and reminds us of our relationship to God. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? In other words, a creature has no right to instruct its creator. Paul's reaction is wise. We can hold grudges against God only if we think he owes us something, but we need to remember the love in which God created us, the grace in which we stand through Jesus, and the patience he shows us as we struggle to trust him without clear answers. And if we go to Job 28, 28, it describes beautifully how we can get understanding and wisdom. Uh, when this, uh, wisdom, it says, respecting me is wisdom, as I respect God, or give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, when things don't go my way, just to respect him. That's a beautiful illustration. Mm -hmm. And to avoid... Uh, similarance of evil or any kind of evil. If it's if there's smoke there, <clears throat> and then there's there's fire. So stay away from the smoke, and you won't get burned. Uh, so uh, understanding and keeping away from the evil road is under, as plainly as that. That's understanding. That's the beginning of wisdom. Is is honoring God and staying away from. Uh... And the other illustration, good, is uh, understanding that. God helps me in every step of the way. He helps me achieve real estate. He helps me achieve uh, get plunder from the enemy. He helps me achieve give to the to the children, to the widows. He helps me achieve to stay humble too. Amen. He helps me keep an open door to uh, new people where uh, what I have learned, I can teach others compassion. Yes. I believe that that King Asa lost it because he probably uh, didn't work with the uh, hurting. 
if he would have worked with the hurting, uh, like a priest, be there with his heart open, the children and the elder and the compassion would have kept his heart open. But locking himself in his palace with all the royalties and so forth became his uh, powerful downfall, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, you know, um, you know, getting back into the Book of Romans here, you know, it, it says, I will show mercy. Uh, is there, are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God says to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. You know, it's 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 really if you're called before the foundations of the, the world, God's chosen you. And, you know, it, it's... Amen. You know, some people, he does, they have hearts of stone. You know, like Pharaoh. But it says here, display my power and, you, and to spread my fame throughout the earth for glory, for his glory. So, you see, God chooses to show mercy to some and he chooses to harden the hearts of others so they refuse to listen. But I do like where it says down in here, um, in that same way, even though God has the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those who his anger falls, okay, who are destined for destruction. He's patient okay. with those who are yeah. destined for destruction. Yes. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those to whom he shows mercy, who were prepared in advance for glory. And we are among those whom he selected, both the Jews and the Gentiles. So the outcasts, the people that people look at and say, you know, hey, they're no good, and they cast them out, and they, they judge, or whatever. We, we've done that. We've judged people. And so God is more patient with those who are... In other words, you always say that. The rebellious ones are the ones that are going to make great, great mm -hmm. evangelists. <laughs> yeah, so um, it, it shows that we should be... You know, um, God has mercy for those, the hardest cases. Yeah, you know, the, in third world countries or other girls would have a, have very very little spiritual value as they rely on their own uh, give and take. And they'll, they'll label people. They'll label a drunk. They'll label a poverty. They'll label an Indian. You know, and those labels, you know, the person walking down the street, he can easily know what they're thinking and put it into his spirit and once he does that but with Christ all those labels are broken he is free as soon as he praises them and thanks them and worships them you know the, the freedom is in uh, in him and when you come into Alcoholic Anonymous you you have dropped all your spiritual uh, shields because alcohol takes all, all that away and you, you have put on all these other makeups from other people or even your own. And, you, and then you protect it with anger and selfishness and, and, and greed. So now we've got to get you back spiritually. And one of the things, uh, nobody comes into AA and becomes somebody. You know, mm -hmm. he, he puts on grace. He puts on forgiveness. Mm, he puts on surrender. Mm -hmm. And he puts on Christ. You know, he puts on the shield and the... Uh, he becomes somebody. And I always say that, you know, we, we don't have to pay $100,000 for our membership in the country club of AA. You know, all we, we have a down payment. All it is is our earnestness to get better and to humble ourselves and to surrender, to say uncle. And then God, in turn, makes us one of his stones. And, he, you know, he, in turn, shines us up for his glory, for people to see his mercy. His kindness, you know, is um, God working through man, through a surrendered man. And thank you that uh, he saved us from not letting the 
you know, it's amazing. I can see the way he says that Pharaoh's heart, his own sin, God didn't give his heart a way out. He, he just left his heart uh, stay proud. And, you know, for mm -hmm. us, if we get proud, we have an opening. We have a third mm -hmm. card through Christ that we can, we can say, Uncle, and forgive Amen. us and have receive his mercy permanently. That, that is not close for us. It's, it's an open deal, you know. We, we fall every day. We'll get up and we'll say, God, forgive me. Help me to move forward. And he does, you know, Amen. merciful. Thank you, Lord. He doesn't lock us and say, okay, that's, you had enough. One, you two, know, three, you, stretch your out. <laughs> your, your, your greed is taking you. Your providence is taking you. You know, And then also, too, because we know we have that forgiveness, we'll take advantage of it, too. You know, We say we can go in there and play and dance and be the, you know, and then I say, well, he's going to forgive me anyway. That's what the prayer is peace. But the love of God uh, should overflow us that and say, hey, wait a minute, you know. That's my understanding that... Uh, we're growing like like uh, trees in Lebanon, praising Him and glorifying Him. The planning of the Lord, Amen. In His kingdom and His will, whatever we do, our hands will prosper in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. All right, okay. let's go ahead and finish the um, reading. Psalm nineteen, one to fourteen. I'll go ahead and just finish it up. It says that the, um, meditate on the work of God in His world and His Word. Ask him to be at work in your life and your heart. Amen. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth. And their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. Amen, Lord. It's good stuff. The sun rises at, at, at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect. Reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true, each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. O oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen, Lord. Woohoo! Good stuff. Proverbs 20, verse 1 says, Wine produces mockers, alcohol leads to brawls. Those led astray by drink cannot be wise. That's another, wow. that's a beautiful scripture.
I, you know, back in Psalm 19 here, verse 7, it says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. Mm. You know, sometimes you get up in the morning, you're kind of sleeping, you're like, you want to get in the Word, and you're still waking up. But I got revived as I read the Word today, as I read, you know, even the Old Testament. Um, it's got some good confirmation from here. Look at right here, it's verse 12. It says, How can I know all the sins lurking in my mm. heart? How can you know all the sins, how many sins are lurking in our hearts? Lurking, whatever they live, like they're, they're, uh, they're alive in right, my heart. Right. Cleanse me from my hidden faults, from these hidden Amen. faults. Keep your servant deliberately from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me again. There's the seven deadly sins. Then I will be free of guilt, okay? Because the guilt will, will bring more, okay? Condemnation. And innocent of great, now he calls it a great sin. Your, your, your body is controlling your spirit of grace then. And then may my words take place and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Only God can give us a reprieve. Um, and David says this too again in Psalm 51, you know, that the purge me, O Lord, from my, cleanse my heart from my hidden faults. You know, let the Holy Spirit be part And uh, so... In other words, we say one thing when Paul says it a different way. When I think I got it, mm -hmm. I fall. When I got, you know, when I, I think I know it all, mm -hmm. I'm in it. So one of the things we say is, uh, is the the uh, the enemy is in within the uh, defrauder. What do you call it? The uh, deceiver. Yeah, is inside you, and it's your own flesh mm -hmm, lurking mm -hmm. to uh, Just, yeah. and to trip others. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. We're, that's why we, we, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving our souls, you know. Amen. Yeah. Make us aware yeah. of that. I mean, it's... Just, reviving our souls, so our yeah. souls have to be revived. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to use illustration about these young men. My, my, my flesh wants to condemn and my flesh wants to judge, and, you know, but my spirit wants to say they can be saved too, you know, just pray. So. Amen. You know, giving, uh, bringing joy to the heart. And making wise simple. Amen. Again, yes. a reverence for the Lord is wisdom, and avoiding evil is understanding. And they bring joy to the heart. Mm -hmm. Amen. The Amen. word of the Lord. Lord.